The sun rises over Old Drifton as residents set out to mark the start of another day. The smell of coffee, fresh bread and flowers fills the air as birds chirp cheerily as they fly overhead. But underground, our trio of hunters continue their walk in the shadows. A figure in metal plate, eyes glowing green. A woman in her father's jacket, large clay pot held in her arms. And a man, flanked by glowing globules of light, greatsword at the ready. Further they walk. The hunt is on. Where will they find themselves? In the shade of the sun. Let's uh, try and stay quiet as we move forward here. We don't know where this thing could be. Could be anywhere. I have something for that, actually, if it would help. A spell. Are you thinking of Pass Without Trace? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, I definitely think you should do it. Okay, so concentration up to an hour. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you. Um, so you guys have to be within 30 feet of me and you get plus 10 bonus to dex slash stealth checks. Wow. And can't be tracked except by magical means. Yeah. The trike will just give a nod like good idea. Okay. So there are now, um, shadows kind of coming in closer to us. And it is eerily silent. Like, we can't hear our own footfalls anymore. And you get the sense that it would be very hard to hear us coming. Yeah, as you've got the the pot under one arm, you make that that hand motion you just did, where you sort of reach out and claw the shadows in this, this sewer duct to sort of cling to the three of you. And each of you watches these these flickering globules of light that Morris has sent up to, to spin around your group. They seem to, to dim. You can still see, but but they seem shrouded a bit. And the footsteps that you're making on this stone uh, underground walk seem seem muffled. I look down to our feet. Are we within a similar terrain that caused our movement to be slowed down? Or is this still just sewage passageway? Uh, it is still just the normal sewer passageway. So you are on the sort of strip of concrete uh, that's about... Uh, we'll say five feet wide because Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then we'll say there's 10 feet uh, to your left as you're walking, which is the, the sort of channel here that is filled okay. with this brackish, dirty water. Ooh. It doesn't smell particularly bad, but it doesn't look good. Probably because all the chemicals they put in our water nowadays. Am I right? Maybe it's just a storm sewer. That'd be nice. Um, do we need to roll stealth or... Yes, as you continue walking on, why don't y'all make a stealth check? 
Alright, the dampening field from uh, the Shrike's Infiltrator armor set will uh, give him advantage, which is cool. Very cool. I've rolled two 13s. That's crazy. So that'll be a 19 for a 29 for the Shrike. Okay. okay. Silent. I have a 32 total. Even more opposite. You're wow. sucking sound into you. That's incredible. I'm proficient in stealth. Clearly. Nice. <laughs> so the pass without a trace that you cast on us gives us a plus 10? Yes. Okay, I got an 11. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. As I am kind Guys, of a, a hulking spicy. figure. <laughs> I'm kind of a hulking figure, and these tunnels have that... Uh, that slight curvature to them that a lot of these canals tend to have. And every once in a while, I forget my own dimensions as part of my sword just scrapes some of that tunnel walls as I try to move through and duck past any jutting out stonework or metal grates along the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the two of you hear this just occasionally. It's it's not loud, right? Eleven isn't not isn't bad right it's what an average person trying to be stealthy would do so you do make this sort of grinding metal on stone kind of sound that uh, morris and Faye definitely hear uh as as the three of you walk but as you make your way through the sewer you you don't hear uh any sort of changes in in sort of the sounds coming up ahead just that steady continuing rumbling sound Hey, Kane. I am a caster, but I'm not a miracle worker, so if you could keep that sword off the walls, buddy. The only two options here is I'm waist deep in that water, which you're either going to smell me or you're going to hear me, so pick your choice. Option A. Yeah, that sounds... Let's, let's do that. Smell me? I mean, I can jump in the canal if that's really what you want. No, just try to be a little quieter please you might not be a miracle worker but i am trust me i could be a lot louder face eyes and just continues walking the shrike just kind of you just see him stiffen just a little but he's just still looking straight ahead doesn't mm-hmm. say anything as the three of you continue to walk you come up to an intersection where it looks like the the path branches out three ways and you hear in your ears uh, decibel who says all right, now you're almost there. You're going to want to take a take a right here, and then it's straight on till morning. Thanks, Decibel. You're welcome. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to lose connection with me or, or what. That always seems to happen when uh, K.O. goes on hunts. So just know I, I'm here. I, I'm listening. I, I can't get you back up, but I can get you support. Just, just let me know. Appreciate the insight. And Shrike just turns at the intersection as the three of you continue to walk about 60 feet down this this passageway you see it slopes upwards a bit and then comes to a block in the wall where the tunnel seems to have have caved in a bit here you see a, a pile of rubble that is spilled down into the water and then there seems to be maybe an, an old security or, or maintenance door this this metal rusty thing set into the wall Faye you would notice with your passive perception the rumbling is quite loud on the other side of this door guys I 
I think this door is it. I can hear that rumbling again. So it's probably going to get pretty hairy in here. My main concern is, I mean, even if we're being quiet, the ground was just covered in those vines. It, if we step on them, they're going to feel us if they don't hear us. So uh, we have to be prepared for any unexpected uh, tentacle attacks. Yeah. I mean, I think once we make it in there, it's obviously going to know we're there. I was just hoping it wouldn't have time to ready any specific defenses. It's smart. How do we get a rusty door open without alerting it to our presence? Well, I have WD-40 here in my backpack. That should really help with the joints. Uh, Would Kane carry WD-40? Kane? He doesn't no. have a kid yet. I don't... Yeah, exactly. Um, well... I mean, there is a cone of silence. To some extent, it will dampen some of the noise, but I guess we just break down the door and move fast. Hmm. Step back. And uh, the Shrike is going to... How would you feel about me casting grease on the door to try and grease the hinges? Except the problem is it is an AoE, which means I would grease the whole door. Or, or could I, do you think, Victor, do you think there would be a way that I could target it so it just hits the hinges? And then, like, the rest is, like, on the wall? Yeah, I like that. Um, slick grease covers the ground in a ten-foot square. So I see that as you are you are summoning, like, ten-foot, a, a ten-foot square of grease. So if you want to cast the spell and give me an arcana check, we'll see how well you can target it. Okay. You guys down with that? Yeah. So the Shrike then is going to uh, raise a hand and you'll see just this little like black globule conjure up in front of his hand and then it's going to fire out uh, grease at this wall here. Let me mark down my spell All slot. right. And uh, my goal is just to hit the hinges. So uh, I'll roll an Arcana check to see if I can do that. Would have been cool if I gave myself proficiency in that. That's a dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. I set the DC is 15. So you spray out this globule of grease that uh, Faye and Kane, you see splatters along one side of the door and drips down, seeming to fill the hinges. It even sort of fills in the, the topmost edge of the door. Like it seems almost expertly placed around all the sensitive sides of this old rusty maintenance door. It makes sense that the tinker would have something to help with the the joints of things. The Shrike just turns and just gives a curt nod. We should just see if it's locked. And uh, I'll go up and just slowly like try the handle. Does it turn? Uh, it turns a little and then, and then stops. You feel like the door itself is also locked. Okay, then I'll reach into my utility belt and I'll pull out my thieves tools and okay. see if I can pick it. Okay. Go for it. All right, so I have a plus 15 to lock picking. Oh. Okay. Uh, for a 32. Yeah. Yeah. Some You've seen this kind of door before. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, in, in a moment, Morris, you're, you're done with the door, and um, you try the handle again, and it, it gives easily. Cool. I'll uh, turn back over my shoulder and I'll give a nod and I'll just say Grease should have soaked in by now. We ready to move? 
Faye gives you a thumbs up. Well, you've beaten this foe, so do the honors. And I'll open the door and then like flatten myself or like around the opening so that way I'm not just standing in the doorway. Yeah. So that leaves Faye and Kane standing in the doorway and the two of you get the first glimpse of what seems to be a, a small office or storage space. Um, you look and see these metal racks hung up on the left wall, which has uh, shovels and, and pickaxes and, and other sort of devices for stone maintenance uh, hung up there. All look rusted. There's, there's water dripping down the wall, leaving uh, calcium stains. Directly across from you, you see what looks to be a, a metal desk of some sort, also rusted over. There's a sort of flimsy rolling chair um, that just looks covered in, in moss and mold. On the desk are a few ruined items. It looks like uh, a, a lump of sort of plant matter that might have been a, a book before. Um, you see what looks to be some sort of picture frame, but it's, it's sort of fogged over and, and water damaged. But that, that corner of the room to the right there, uh, about 15 feet from you, you see a hole. And from that hole emits this, this faint purple light. And you see plant vines and tendrils and just the, the beginnings of these, these broad-leafed ferns jutting out and, and filling this hole that's about um, five, feet, uh, five feet in diameter all the way around with bits of, of rock and rubble strewn out on the ground. Um, that rumbling sound is even louder, and that purple light seems to grow stronger the more you look up this, this tunnel that's been carved into the wall. I look around to see if there's a, like a nameplate or anything of someone that might have worked in this office before. Sure, you can make an investigation check. A natural 20. Natural 20. Okay. Goddamn. He's a whole detective. I'm not supposed to be good at stuff like this, and I have just been <laughs> doing all right. right. <laughs> all right. Um, Kane, you you enter the room and sort of steering clear of the, the, the plants jutting out from this hole in the wall. You you poke through the tools and you, you pull back the, the wheelchair in front of the desk. And after a, a, a quick but thorough search, you are able to uh, pull from within the picture frame uh, the, the picture itself out, which does look damaged and, and faded and, and mossy, but you can kind of make out uh, an older, uh, maybe an elven man. He's, he's certainly got pointed ears and, and graying hair, these large circular glasses, uh, kind of stooped back, uh, wearing uh, kind of like a, a maintenance uniform, but not the most well-kept. But he has in his arm a, uh, a young girl, maybe a, a toddler, uh, three or four she's also got the elven features um and she is she's kind of given a, a small smile at the at the camera um looking elsewhere throughout the room uh on the right side you you see a coat hanger there's this old tattered jacket hanging up um and stitched on the inside you see the word krellborn trailborn krellborn k-r-e-l krellborn i take a picture of the photo and I say, hey, Decibel, is there any yeah. response? I, I'm here, yes. The office here seems to be kind of ground zero of this waterway. I, I'm curious if the person that used to work here is still around. Uh, are they missing? Are they 
someone that we can get a testimonial on? Do they know what happened to their office space? Uh, Krellborn is the name I have. Krellborn. Here's a picture of them. And I send that over to Decibel. Got uh, it. Either have them, you know, do an interview follow-up saying this is what happened. If you guys need a cover-up or if they're not around, that'll be an important thing to keep in mind as well. Got it, Ko. Uh, I, I see the evidence. I see everything that you sent my way. I'll I'll do a, an analysis and, and get those results back to you. All right, Bolt. Do you uh, find anything else? Splice. No. Strikes just kind of been standing, just looking down the passageway. He's really not too interested with the other stuff in the room. Okay. Why don't you make a perception check? Okay. Remember how it was good at opening doors. Yeah, you're really good at opening doors. Yeah, just remember that. Yeah, it's going to be a 10. A 10? Okay. Um, you see the same glowing purple mushrooms uh, jutting out from this this thick undergrowth that's like wrapped its way around this tunnel. Um, you recognize the same sort of tendrils and uh, broadleaf ferns. Uh, you get the feeling that continuing through this tunnel would be difficult terrain for uh, Fay and KO and you if you used your foot sees yeah if you use if you walked I don't know where that came from if I use my little footsies <laughs> if you use your little footsies yeah, I just more. use my little my little footsies <laughs> the Shrike doesn't have footsies Shrike no, no more no. Morris, Morris has footsies okay okay I'll turn back then to the other two traversing this is going to be hard for the two of you any thoughts well we'll get there when we get there huh I don't think I have much in the way of making the train any easier for us. So, I don't know. Do we? Do you think we should send Bullshrike ahead to scout a little bit, see how bad things look? I'm used to going it alone, if that's what you want. Nope. Don't want that. Just, I just want you to take a little peek down the tunnel, come, come right on back. But only if we think that's a good idea. Well, if it's gonna be hard to traverse i don't want them to be beyond a range that i can get to them in a timely matter i'd rather tackle what i need to by a side than too late i'll go out in front but i recommend you follow behind so we can all attack as one got it okay and uh, lead the way i'll uh give a little hop into the air and then the boots activate and uh catch me and i stay up and uh i'll float a little bit ahead of them i guess to start i'll just stay in the 30 feet ahead of Faye, so i'm still in pass without a trace mm -hmm. and then as it seems like things are getting weirder i might drift out ahead a little bit we'll see how it looks as we proceed down okay as the three of you climb up into this tunnel why don't you give me another stealth check that's a 20 on the dice gentlemen Wow! Delightful, natural twenty. A hot dice. Uh, seventeen on the dice, so uh, twenty-seven. Excellent. It's a, it's a forty for me. Not that it, you know, not that we have to talk about it. A forty. Literally the highest. That is godly. That is twice as good as any mortal has any right to be. Okay. Thank you. Incredible. Things fucking vanished. I feel Kane. like Kane is trying to be stealthier. Okay, I'm ready to see it. And at first, I, I was doing pretty good. I got a 15 on the die, but 
with the disadvantage that my very heavy armor gives me. Sure. I rolled a five, which uh, becomes a 14. A 14, okay. And That's okay. I'd like to picture it as the vines and the terrain gets more and more difficult. The weight in which I'm just stepping and there's no really clear patch to step on. You just hear the <laughs> of all the plants as I just squish them. Can, can you visualize that? But Faye rolled so, so good on this roll. She's able to turn and catch you before you put your foot down. And she's able to actually direct both of you where to put your feet so that you interrupt as little of the plant mass as possible. That's, because she rolled, that's a 40. Yeah. That, that, is, that is insane. That's a big number. Um, and I will say, Faye, as you, as you do this, as you're stealthing along, you know, I, it's really good. So you kind of get a gist of like what to be aware of in terms of stealth. You get a feeling, and you kind of had this feeling when you when you tried speak with plants before. These these tendrils, these vines, are more sensitive to interruption, and that that's kind of what you use to to place your your feet down and to direct cane. You also notice as you walk, these little these little buds, sort of poking out of the wall and the ceiling and the floor of this tunnel at, at intervals. And you remember these are the sort of purple buds that that spewed the poison at you when you got close. Okay. You you also notice because a 40 is incredible that these tendrils, the, these vines, the, this this mass is a little different from the last time you were here. It it just has a different feeling to it. Something something's making the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Okay. Don't love that. Does everyone have their face masks on did we put those on before we came in the sewer i think we did the yeah you guys put yours on while i jumped down below okay sure we'll say that the those who were doing perception checks took them off for those checks because you should have disadvantage oh, on yeah, those. Yeah. and Thanks. then you put them back on when okay. you started heading into this tunnel once okay. again i don't have one on i just have yeah. my normal helmet right ko keep the mask on these are the things that poisoned me before also Something is definitely not right. I can't explain it. Call it a druid sense or something, but this plant is different somehow than it was last time. Well, if this plant seems to absorb that which it eats and now the statics on the menu, I'm worried that it might have integrated itself a little bit with those bats. Oh, not the bats. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that might be that strange sensation. Well, it's terrible, so tread as lightly as you can, I guess. Well, just keep guiding me the way you are. I mean, making me feel like, uh, jumping on a trampoline here. Not feeling like I'm really putting much weight down. (laughs) Okay. Bullshrike. As Faye and Kane follow behind and you drift your way up the tunnel here, what are you what are you doing? What are you keeping in mind? What is your approach? So I'm going to float uh, just in the center of the tunnel, so the point that would put me the farthest from all the walls, ideally, so like raised up so that way I'm in the middle of all of that. Um, and 
you know, thinking about it, it probably looks kind of funny, because, like, there's no way I'm going fast enough to be, like, s- like straightened out and flying, mm-hmm. so I'm probably just, like, kind of, like, hanging at an angle, which probably Akimbo. looks a weird. Yeah. But I'll be flying down the center of this here, and I'll just be keeping away from all the vines, largely, and uh, as I'm a little further ahead, I'll look for anything that looks like uh, specifically, I'm imagining that whatever it is has to be big. If it has this long of vines to reach after Kane and Faye when they escaped. So I'm looking for either things to open up or suddenly be really dense. Like one, okay. one of those two is what I'm looking for. I won't make you make a perception check. You notice that after about 60 feet, this tunnel opens. It just it just opens. Boss and- room! <laughs> uh, and here you see that the tunnel's coming to an end. Okay. You see beyond uh, more more floor of this sort of purple, tendril, leafed, vined, ivy, plant growth um, spreading out into a vast chamber. Okay. I'm going to then uh, sort of halt my flight forward and drift backwards and pull up alongside KO and Splice. And I'll uh, just mutter over to them. Tunnel opens up. There's a good chance it's going to be there. Yeah, probably. Faye is trying not to hyperventilate. I think it makes the most sense for us to go in together so one of us doesn't get spotted. Uh, anybody need anything before we go? How big is that drop? Do you have eyes on the, the matter itself? Doesn't seem like a drop, just seems like it spreads out. The tunnel just opens up. And I'm also then going to yeah I'm gonna mm, yes I'm going to take my little button item off my belt and I'm gonna hand it out to uh, KO okay. KO you're lacking in the range department hold on to this in case uh, you get bound up can't use your arms you can't reach the thing am I supposed to like throw the belt at it I don't no, it's just, it's a click. Just press the button. Point it at the thing and press the button. Does it, like, summon a dart to a... T- I- I'm really confused what this is. <laughs> I know what it is, like, as a player, but as Kane, I'm like, what, so, what does this do? So, as an artificer, I have a spell-storing item. And what I can do, then, is I can load ten charges... Jesus. ...of a first or second level spell that I have on my artificer spell list. So... Mechanically, I am handing Kane ten charges of shatter. Oh, I, I think I remember you pressing that. Now that you mention it, uh, sweet. I, I've used a few spell modules before, but nothing like this. Uh, speaking of, I, I think this is. You think the baddie is on the other side of this vine wall here? Probably. I'm guessing. It seems close. All right, and I take out the module that I got from Sunny and I just concentrate on the knowledge of knowing the electricity and just my memories of you know playing the game with my friends where you'd all link hands and touch the battery ends to a nail and feeling that jolt of electricity run through you you know things that you do when you're from the (laughs) wrong side of the tracks and when I'm thinking and concentrating on this, the hue of the module changes slightly, and I just plug it into my sword, 
as it kind of glows this electrical energy. Well, this will last about an hour, and I figure we'll get it done in about 10 minutes, so we'll have 50 minutes to rush out of here with this thing. You think we'll win in 10 minutes? Usually these things are over in two or three, you know? So, yeah. God, I hope At it's most. over in 10 minutes. So with that, with all of your weapons prepared, all of your spells cast, the three of you continue your careful movement through the tunnel until you reach an opening. And here you see a vast chamber. As all three of you peer out, I would like you all to make perception checks. Faye and Kane, you'll have disadvantage. Wait, don't half elves have dark vision? Mass. Oh, the mass, the mass, the mass. The room itself is actually lit with this glowing purple mushroom. Oh, light. right, 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 right. It's so very uncharacteristically for Faye. I've rolled a 10. Well, a ten. I rolled a 2 on the dice. Okay. I rolled a 16 and then a 2, so I rolled a 2. Hey. Not bad for Morris, got a 15. A 15, okay. Sorry, for the Shrike. Got it. Kane, as you come to the entrance, placing your feet carefully where Faye tells you to, um, you look out and you see a, a massive cavern, maybe a hundred or over a hundred feet across and around with the walls uh, covered in this, this same sort of viney plant growth. Um, you see the mushrooms sticking out occasionally as you are lit by the Shrike's globules of light from behind, your shadow seems cast out over this, this vast cavern floor. You see shadows spaced periodically around the room, almost in a, a circular sort of shape. And Kane, that's that's kind of all that you can process. Faye, you see that these these shadows, the the shape of them, the, the shape that they make, they they appear to be bulbous plant-like growths, about ten feet tall and, and several feet around, of varying size. Some are some are larger than others. Some seem uh, just sort of thin, spindly things sticking up into the air. And Faye, you also catch. This, this murmuring sound, this, this sort of low rumbling, is in fact a, a high-pitched sort of chorus of, of whispers and, and calls and, and chirps coming from these plant bulbs that are scattered throughout the room. Your, your eye catches hundreds of them, these, these dark purple fleshy outgrowths jutting from the vines around the space. Shrike, you hear this too. But with it, there's something lower, something deeper, uh, a, a more guttural And you, you turn your gaze towards the center of the space where you see past this, this ring of bulbs in the center, what looks to be a, a, a tall, shadowy pillar jutting up 40 feet at an angle you, you squint and your your faceplate zooms in slightly and, and you make out what looks to be a subway car sticking up into the air, propped up by enormous vines that have twisted around through the windows and the open door and resting at the top is the head of an enormous flower bulb 
which is pointing up and swaying slightly in an unfelt breeze. It seems to glow with the scattered light. I'm scared for real. (laughs) Well, we've fun a lot of things, but this is probably the most unsettling. We've fought a lot of things. You've fought a lot of things. Oh. Welcome to another break with me, Victor, Keeper of the Lore and all things dark and looming and underground this week. Um, we've, we got a lot of it. Um, I hope you've been enjoying this hunt. I should have written this out. That's okay. Uh, I'm not going to keep you long. I mostly just wanted to check in on you, um, remind you to keep up with that self-care to remind you that it's never too late to keep up those New Year's resolutions if they're falling on the wayside, uh, to remind you that you are loved and that we're all rooting for you. Okay, that's it. You know all the TMI stuff, so I won't rehash it here. Hope you're doing great, and uh, we love you dearly ourselves as well. So with that said, thank you for listening, and now back to the action. of you stand there, quiet, carefully looking out into the vast cavern before you, lit by the eerie purple light from the mushrooms amidst the vines, these shadowy, bulbous growths periodically placed around this this central subway car, placed askew, the enormous bulb atop, swaying and mumbling, a sound that fills the room. The three of you have had some time to discuss, which we'll say happened over intercom as you stood there silently in the space. What do you do now? The Shrike is going to take further up into the air and uh, slowly, cautiously, um, he'll sort of weave his way to kind of go in line with one of these uh, constructs to block his line of sight during his approach. And then as he gets a little closer, he'll weave out and around to see if there's anybody on the train, if he can get close enough to do so. Sure. As you leave the the, the zone of this um, pass without a trace that's centered on Faye, why don't you give me another stealth check? All right. Uh, because of the dampening field giving me advantage, I come out with a 23. 23. Okay. You watch as the bull strike silently passes through the air. Uh, Shrike, you approach one of these large bulbs that are uh, spaced. From from this height, from this angle, you can see uh, there are several of them spaced around this this mountain of plant growth in the center of the cavern. Uh, from your vantage, you, you can count there are uh, uh, six of them on one side and six on the other. And on that other side, those six seem to be thin, like, like the, the plant matter is sort of closed up upon itself and dried out. 
these bulbs only go up about about 10 feet above the ground before ending in a little uh, frill of, of vines and, uh, and ferns that are jutting out the top. But so you see this, this construct of the 12 sort of constructs uh, placed around the room. Okay, so I'm going to try and skirt that bulb then okay coming off that construct to try and get closer to see the train is that bulb as i pass it is it purple like the others what color is it it's uh yeah it's it's this sort of dark dark purple green sort of entwined you see like vines within Uh, actually make a perception check that's a three okay yeah that's that's kind of all you see It, it looks like um uh, like Brussels sprouts, sort of like that. That's kind of the the image that you're getting. Like these leaves layers, like over top one another, uh, with this okay. sort of purple green, you know, juices within or whatever. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, then uh, I'll just give that a little bit of a wider berth, just because I n- know what the other two said about the bulbs spitting out poison. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try and avoid that, and I'd like to ideally see if there's anybody in the train and if there's a way that I can approach maybe so that way like the the flowers not pointing like directly at me sort of thing that would be cool yeah um the flower bulb is pointing up oh okay so cool. you're Thank able to sort of skirt it underneath as you drawn towards the train with your stealth of 23 I'll say you're you're flying around and, and getting good vantage you are able to come in close to this train which you see is is askew the the shattered glass uh, pressed in by these these thick green purple vines that have twisted around the entire construct you catch a glimpse inside make a perception check for me it's an eight i was hoping i would roll the one that rolled bad okay maybe they're all good it's really shadowy in there even with dark vision it's hard to tell through the windows um what is the details of what's inside this car as you are hovering there in the air, Faye and Kane, what are the two of you doing? It doesn't seem to be alerted of our presence just yet, does it? It does not. You've been exceedingly stealthy on the approach. Well, he hasn't given us confirmation if there's anything in that train or not, so I honestly say we don't press our luck. Do you mean we should... Do you think we should run up and be back up by the, by the train? Do you think we can get closer without alerting it? I think we should try. All right. Let's move forward carefully. Okay. I think based on the, the travel that you've had and, and moving slowly through the tunnel, I think, Faye, it's getting real close to the end of this pass without a trace. It's only 10 minutes. Hold on. I think it's a little bit longer than that. I think it's an hour. Hour. An, an hour? hour? Never mind. Uh, why don't you both make stealth checks? Pass Without a Trace is still active. It's a 30. Thankfully, I'm burning my rolls. It's a 3 and a 2, so that'll be a 12. A 12, okay. Faye, you continue picking your way slowly uh, through this undergrowth, placing your feet very carefully, avoiding these tendrils spaced throughout. Um, With the uh, half movement from difficult terrain, you're able to make it 15 feet, which is about half the distance towards that that nearest bulb, that that big 10-foot bulb sticking out of the ground. Uh, Kane, you start moving, and without Faye looking back at you to to quite keep your your feet on the level, um, you 
do a good job, but you you feel your foot catch one of those vines as you put your foot down. You quickly pull it back. And then the three of you hear, Hello? Who's there? Kane's going to respond. <laughs> hey, friend, we didn't want you to be alone, so we came back. How are you doing? Morris, from where you are near the train, you, you feel a shifting. And you, you pull back as these vines around the train twist and turn. And you look up and you see this bulb sitting on the train unfurl and turn to face Kane. And you see the top of the bulb, this, this wide opening in the top of the bulb seems to peel back and form lips as the entire bulb's mouth opens as it responds. Welcome back. I miss you so much. I was so interested in how unique of an individual you were. I just had to come and, you know, see what you were all about. So, must be lonely down here, huh? Can you make a persuasion check? Uh, Faye and Bultrike, what are you doing? I'm trying to clock up and around to stay out of this thing's line of sight. Okay, yeah, as this thing is turning its bulb to, to track Kane, you, you silently drift out of the way and around to the back of it, uh, moving around this, this mound of plants. And actually, Morris, on this side, you see one of these, these thinner growths. Um, it, it looks scarred. There, there's something wrong. Like, it's, it's been opened up and peeled back, and there's a there's a glint of light coming from within. You notice that. Oh. Faye, what are you doing? Faye is pretty freaked out, um, but she's going to continue to try and just remain as still as possible, but still taking really, really slow steps forward toward the train. Okay. Kane, what'd you roll? Hmm? <laughs> Oh, sorry. What? Did you not? I, I asked. I asked you to roll. I don't know if you heard me. I asked you to roll a, a persuasion check. Huh? Oh yeah. Sorry. It's uh. It's part of the game where you you roll to see how persuasive you are when you're talking to someone, like to keep their attention, for example, so they don't find your friends. Yeah. Um. So I got a, a natural failure plus a three. That's a four. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, as you are opening your mouth to speak again, Kane does a 16 hit thankfully it does not no okay uh one of these tendrils quickly starts to close around your foot but you you pull your foot out real quick hey, hey, hey. i just wanna talk to you let's not get the vines involved then i didn't say <laughs> i was cool with that i uh he, that's not how you greet someone another vine that's a 23 that one will hit Okay, it grabs you around the ankle and is going to uh, pull you, uh, begin pulling you up off of your feet into the air. Are you doing anything? No. Okay. No. Okay. So it, it, I say you just want to talk. I, I get it. Let's let's look uh, let's look at each other eye to eye. Okay. Uh, Kane, it, it pulls you up into the air. You are going to take some damage uh, as it wraps around your ankle. Uh, you're going to take only three points of piercing damage. Is it like piercing 
through a gun damage? No, it's not gonna. It's not going <laughs> it's not for gonna... your bulletproof vest. It's just. <laughs> it's just around your ankle, man. The, the lines don't morph into Glocks and shoot at me as they gra- grapple me. No. Believe it or not, no. Um, you are. Gr- well, you are grappled. All right, guys. We know the plant's not American. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so empathy might still work here. Oh, shit. Faye, <laughs> uh, you see that Kane has been pulled up into the air by, by his ankle. All you see is, like, a dumb grin on my face as I'm, like, being dragged. <laughs> um, Faye's going to forget herself for a second and be like, Kane? Kane? And the bulb turns and twitches towards you. Oh, someone else too. Faye is just like has her eyes closed, like God damn it. Morris, you're you're hearing all of this. You're on the other side of the plant, so you don't see it. Yeah, the strike is just like, just like, and you'll hear it through your earpiece is like, come on. Uh, and then he will. Uh, yeah, he's got to go look at that shiny thing. Okay. You start uh, moving through the air towards the shiny thing, which is thirty feet away. Faye. I have a moving speed of 35. 35, okay, okay. And I'm flying. Okay, so you're you're going to get there. Um, but Faye, while that's happening, does a nine hit? No. Okay. So you, you feel one of these vines start to close around your foot, but you, you dance up out of the way real quick. Bolt strike. As you, you fly in close, you see this, this, this shriveled up pillar that goes up about 10 feet, but it, it's it's been ripped apart like this this plant mass has been blown open a bit but it's odd you you see more of these tendrils from the ground reaching up and and like piercing into the center of this mass and as you as you peer inside this this small opening of you into the the center of this thing i'd like you to make a perception check okay this seems really important so that's a 16 okay do I burn one of my five? Might as well. Alright. And then as I start to catch a glimpse, you see me sort of like snap my head for a second and then I focus more clearly as I use one of my uh, flashes of genius to add five to my roll okay. for nice. a uh, 21. You peer closer and Kane, you are being pulled through the air. You're, you're 15 feet off the ground being pulled up towards this creature and you can turn and you see Faye jumping out of the way as these vines are sneaking through the undergrowth towards her now as well. Oh, it's, it's back to my turn? Yeah. The creature's 45 feet up in the air, you said? 40 feet, yeah. Off 40 the feet? So uh, where you taking me, buddy? I just want to get a look at you. <laughs> can I roll for insight? Is he going to try to eat me or does he actually seem honest in wanting to talk? Rule for insight. Gee, I fucking wonder. Faye, that's another nine. So you're able to dance out of the way once again. That's uh, ten. Ten on insight. It's it's hard to tell. This creature's this creature's being weird. It's not giving you normal <laughs> social cues. It's also a giant plant with a mouth. But it, it seems to uh to, to rumble and, and murmur as it brings you over those those bulbs, those large bulbs that were closer to you and, and starts pulling you up higher into the air, now 20 feet, now 25 feet towards it. Does it seem to be pulling me towards the large bulb at the top? 
towards the large bulb at the top, yes. Perfect. I'm going to use an action so that when I'm floating above the... So, is it, so I'm sorry, you've explained this once or twice. Is it kind of like a final boss stage where there's like a flat ground surrounding the top of the train? Or is it just the top of the train and then there's a suspended bulb? It, the bulb is sticking out of the top of the train. There's nothing okay. hanging from the ceiling, really. But there's there's no platform on top of the train on on which to stand to fight this thing. It, it's just the thing up there. I'm going to ready an action such that when I am outside the blast radius of shatter, I hit the bulb before it hits me. Okay. So you ready your action. You ready shatter. Faye, what are you doing? I am going to how far from me is one of the like lesser bulbs so Faye you you are about 15 feet from one of these lesser lesser bulbs one of them that looks looks big like turgid not one of the ones that I've been describing for Morris which are like thin and dry okay they haven't really attacked us yet so I think I'm still gonna be trying to get toward the subway car okay you keep picking your way you're now having to dodge these vines um, but they, you've been able to successfully rebuff them. Uh, as you see Kane getting pulled up overhead, he's got a big stupid grin on his face as he's pulling out the, the little tool that Morris gave him. Morris, as you peer in to the, the sort of inner area of this, this dry stalk sticking out of the ground, you see bones. You see, you see bones. They are pressed up against the inner wall of this, this membrane. Uh, it looks like small outgrowths of, of plant vines have, have grappled them, and, and you see some of them are, are still sort of pulling and, and tugging at the bones to try and suck out any remaining nutrients. But that, that mass of tendrils that came from outside that, that poured into this thing, it seems to be localized on, on one of these bodies, and they all seem to be jammed into the, the gut of where this, where this body was. And from that point, you see a, a sparkling of silver light that seems to be sweeping out and, and filling the vines. And now that you've seen it, you see this this sort of this this scattered sort of light. And you you look and you see it's imbued in this plant matter. It was it was faint, hard to tell, but now you can see it's everywhere in these vines. Just like a hand goes up to the side of his helmet, each of those little tower constructs, that's where it's digesting. It's drawing its power. There's nothing but bones on this side. Kane, as you hear that, you are drawn up closer to this bulb, and you you see it open its mouth in a wide grin, and there are teeth, and teeth, and teeth, and it says, Chump chump, baby. And it opens its mouth wide. And you have an action readied. Not much of a talker, huh? As I press the button and you shatter. Okay. And it has to save a spell save DC of... 17. Constitution. Constitution 17. What are the damage dice on those so I can get them ready? That is a 24. That'll pass. It'll take half damage. Okay. 3d8 thunder damage. And if he's made of inorganic material, he has disadvantage on the saving throw. 
He's all organic, baby. That'll be... Uh, unless he's Monsanto. Sorry, it is all organic, baby. Uh, what you got, Kane? 16 points of thunder damage reduced to 8. Okay. And this is loud, right? Very. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You loose this device and you just see the, the air in front of this, this bulb shatter and break. And there's this this piercing sound that lets out as you hear, oh, and you are dropped. Kane, uh, that is going to be 20 feet. So you will take uh, five points of bludgeoning damage as you land into the uh, plant growths at the base of this mountain. And with that, everybody roll initiative. Whoop. Straight down the middle. That's a 12. I got a nine. 12 minus 1, or 13 minus 1, so uh, you will go first, Bolt. Those are not great initiatives from us. <laughs> that just means more time to react. Maybe he has slow... Plank got a 19. <gasps> Perfect. Uh, at the top of the order, Kane, as you slam into the ground, uh, all of you see and feel all the plants in this cavern begin to writhe and twist, and they're going to snap out and try and get all of you, including Morris, who is uh, only 10 feet off the ground peering into this bulb. So I need each of you to make a strength saving throw. Unfortunately, I believe all of you are too far away from me to benefit from my aura. That is correct. Hey, I'm going to fail this. Me too. That's a seven. 17. That's a two for a one. All right. Faye and Bullshrike, where you are, these vines latch out and twist around your bodies, you are restrained. Uh, as such, your speed becomes zero. You don't benefit from any bonus to speed. Attack rolls against you will have advantage, and your attack rolls will have disadvantage. You also have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, as your body is getting twisted up in these heavy vines. And with that, uh, both of you see in front of you particular tendrils reach out and try to snap at your faces... Uh, that is a 22 against the bolt strike. Yeah, that is. Okay. That is going to be six points of piercing damage. And then against Faye, that is an unnatural 20. And that will be six points of piercing damage. And these tendrils slap out at you. And then it will also begin reeling both of you towards this this plant mountain. So Faye and Morris, you are both pulled 20 feet straight towards the center of this space as the vines twist and, and churn and pull you inward. Uh, meanwhile, the, the plant itself is is kind of writhing and, and you hear a, oh, that wasn't nice. Why do you do that now? Next up, Bulltrike. Okay, so Bulltrike is going to try and wriggle his way around a little bit inside of uh, being restrained of these uh, vines, and then he's going to try and angle himself towards, like, the directions the vines came from a little bit. Okay. So, like, just... And then I'm going to just go... And there's going to be this pulse as I cast Thunder Wave. Okay. What save is that? Uh, that is a constitution saving throw. It did not roll well. 14. That is a fail. 
they will take 2d8 thunder damage. For only 6 thunder damage, which kind of sucks. But they are then pushed 10 feet away from me. Does that shove them off of me? Uh, that is going to pulse out these these tendrils around you. Um, I, I will say that's enough. As you, as you push them away, it's not enough to destroy these vines, but you create enough of a bubble around you that you're able to zip out. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do. And I will just shoot 35 feet straight into the air. Okay, 35 feet straight up. Uh, and from here... Uh, you can you can kind of see because the the central mountain with the subway car that's at an angle there. You can kind of see over on the other side, not Kane, but you see Faye also bundled up. She's still got that pot under one arm as she's is as she's being dragged towards this plant. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's gonna be my turn. Kane, you're up. Does it look like there's anything in my proximity that I could attack? There is a wall of plant matter in front of you, on top of which, and, and entwined with which, is a a subway car. I just shout out, well, you all know what to do. And I swing at the plant matter. Great weapon master. Okay. Roll to hit. That'll be a 10. That does not hit. And I swing again. Same thing, great weapon. 14. 14 does. So you slash in and the, the plant seems to uh, stiffen at that part so your, your blade just scrapes it harmlessly but the second time you, you take a different angle and you cut and this one you feel pierce the surface to deal that'll be 27 points of magical damage and 3 points of lightning damage from my sword this this cut lands and you feel there's something different when you were when you were pulling apart the vines before that, that had a bit more give this seems a bit more resistant and as the cut swings through you see a spray of this this green purple goo from inside but can you notice there's a, a sparkle to it there's a spray of scattered light that comes with it that then fades as it's exposed to the air you also feel this this crackle of lightning and you see where the sword hit there's a, a burn mark there as the creature gives out a, ooh, not cool. Anything else Are for your turn? Petey Piranha? <laughs> <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It's a lot of things. No, at that I end my point and just shout out, hey, seems like our, uh, our prognosis was correct. Faye, you're up. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that my hands are kind of like down by my sides the vines situation. Yeah, you're, you're restrained, so your arms are kind of tight around you. Okay. I'm going to do my best to turn my palm outward toward, like, so I can get a grab on the plant material and cast Produce Flame. Okay, so yeah, so with your left arm wrapped around this, this pot that's held <laughs> uncomfortably close to your body, yes. you, you, you turn your, your right hand out and you grab one of these tendrils. And yes. you summon fire. Yes. Do I so, need to make a save? So technically it's a ranged spell attack, but it's on my so hand. So you would do ranged spell attack with disadvantage because it's within melee range for you. Correct. Okay. And, well, and also restrained. disadvantage because you're restrained. So just yes. disadvantage. Okay. Does a 13 hit? A 13 does hit. Cool. Nice. Okay. 13 so, AC confirmed. That actually <laughs> scares me. So 
Um, it will take then 3d8 fire damage, which I roll. 3d8, nice. That's strong. I think, right? Because it's a cantrip and it increases more level 11. At level 11, yep. yep. Okay. Cool. It really hits cool. harder than uh, my shatter. That's crazy. Or as hard oh, wait, as my that's shatter. Hold on. I know what dice look like. I it's a uh, one single game. target as opposed to an AoE, though. That is 16 points of fire damage, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you loose this flame in your hand, and several of these tendrils burn away. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of vines in here. You you turn your hand and loose this flame, and enough of these, these tendrils catch fire and burn away that the, the overall mass that's holding onto you breaks, and you're able to fall just a, a five feet back into the floor as the, the mass you were holding on burns away and then falls back to the ground as more vines rise to take their place. Okay. But you are and free. I'm, okay, cool. And I'm going to get on the comms and respond to what Morris just said, which was probably not that long ago in combat time about the the places being where it was digesting, right? And ask, so are we targeting those? And then keep running toward the big subway car construction area. Yeah, uh, so you are you were pulled 20 feet directly towards it, so you only really had about 30 feet left. So you cover half that distance. So you can okay. see Kane uh, just 10 feet away from you, slashing away at the main body of this thing. You can see the subway car where it sort of dips down at an angle to touch the ground uh, about another 15 feet from you that way. And you see the bulb just looming overhead. It's, it's shadow kind of writhing as it turns to look down at you all again. Okay. We are at the top of the order. The plant will say, Well, how, how about how about you how about you try some of this, huh? And the little purple bulbs, hundreds of which are scattered around the room, all purse their little lips and go <laughs> and a <laughs> cloud of purple spores fills the room. I need everyone to make constitution saving throws. Well, that would just be Morris, I guess, uh, because Faye and Kane, you still have intact gas masks. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, just a straight constitution save? believe so. I don't think we said that your mask could keep out... Um, well, we, we gave the, the motorcycle helmet advantage, so why don't you take advantage on this? Ooh. Awesome. I think that's Thank I you. think that's fair. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Nineteen. You pass. Okay. Well done. Yeah, you see the spores coming up, and you you wave your hand in front of your face, and you you get most of them away, and you are able to uh, you cough a little bit, but you don't feel the uh, the effect take in. You avoid the toxic <laughs> gases. Uh, Kane and Faye, you, you feel the, the gas mask filter out these spores and you are able to breathe as normal. Good planning. That that would have been really fun and scary if you all had uh, gotten a little sick there, but all well. The oh, tendrils no. will rise up once again and strike down at Kane and let's have him go at all of you. Let's do one on each of you. Kane, that's a 21. That'll hit. 
Eight points of piercing damage, and you are grappled as the tendril wraps around your waist. Uh, Faye, that is a ten to hit. Does not hit. And bolt strike, one will kind of reach up. That's another ten. Reach up into the air and try and grab your leg, but you're just moving too fast, and you pull out of the way just in time. Uh, Kane, you see some of that some of that burn, that singe that you left. You, you hear the plant ooh, ooh, kind of whimpering as it seems to heal up a little bit as this sort of static flickering fills in the gap that you left. Mm-hmm. Top of the order, bull strike. Okay, so I don't know that. And I just saw the two of them. I just saw Faye run up and kind of vanish from my view, from my angle. That would be correct. We can... We can assume the people in the and the train are no longer in the train. So the strike then is I'm going to continue clocking around uh, and get fully behind this thing and hopefully have a view of, of Faye and Kane from here, I would like. But what I would like to do is actually angle myself up vertically so that we, the angle that the train is at, um, I can like line myself up so I could see, str- like if I could see the end of the train that's up in the air, I could see it from all the way down the hallway. That's where the, the butt's sticking out. I'm saying if I could. Okay. Okay. So you're going to, okay. So you sort of turn around uh, with the, the subway car on the right. You, you bend around to the left. And so you have a line of sight of you, this massive bulb that's currently cooing to itself. And then the, the train would be just behind. Perfect. Down. Okay. So you get there. And with that perfect line there, the strike's going to clench his fists, and you see the eyes glow this bright, brilliant white as he draws his fists in and opens up his arms and just fires a lightning bolt straight through the bulb all the way down the mass of the train and down into the ground. Wow. Constitution saving throw? Uh, I believe it's a dexterity saving dexterity throw. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, yeah, and that's going to be a 100-foot-long by 5-foot-wide bolt of light. Oh, you get it. That's a 15. That's going to be a fail. All right. There's this crackling energy as you're you're thinking to yourself and planning, weaving out of the way of these vines. You pull yourself up just in time to clap your hands together and send this beam off. The bulb turns to see you there just as the bolt hits it in the side and tears right through down the subway car. And we see all the lights on the car ignite as the, the station uh, drift and stop lights up and you hear, now approaching, doors closing, echoing throughout the cavern. That's how cool. much How much damage do you do? It's gonna be 28 points of lightning damage. 28 points of lightning damage, hot diggity damn, okay. And, uh, if I have any movement left, I'll just drift a little bit further back again to get a little bit of distance away from it. Okay. I mean, you were, I would say you were able to get maybe 10 feet, so now you're 15 feet back from the bulb there. Perfect. Uh, as it, as it, the bolt goes right through the side of its, its bulb here, you see this, this black singe mark out of which is, is leaking this green and, and purple goo that, that's sparkling with the static energy. As it whips its head around towards you, it, it screams, No! It's the third rail! It's the third rail, man! While it's dealing with that, Kane, down below, what are you doing? So you said I'm grappled and not restrained? You are grappled and not restrained. So you're just not able to move. 
Uh, so there's no inability for me to keep swinging. So I'll do just that. I will uh, attack the vine holding me. Okay. Knowing that the vines are ginormous, I feel a little comfortable throwing away precision in favor of just massive power from the weight of my sword. That'll be a 21 to hit. 21 will hit. 29 points of magical damage and 3 points of lightning damage. I want to confirm you're, you're striking at the tendril that's wrapped around you and not the main body of this thing in front of you. Yes. Okay. The tendril burns and dies and 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 falls down into the overgrowth, and is you are free any, of your grapple. Is there any sparkling coming out from the tendril? There is some sparkling coming out from the tendril. Yeah, like the the whole all this plant matter around you. Now that you've noticed, it has this this faint sort of sparkling static energy to it. And as you as you cut and slice, that energy explodes outward, and you see from those cuts. Um, you see this, this static energy sort of dissipate into the air. And then I'll swing at the main body with my extra attack. Same thing. Okay. For 19. 19. We'll hit. I can reroll ones and twos. Thank God I remembered that. 25 points of magical damage and 2 points of lightning damage. And I'll be very cognizant of that magical energy to see what it does. Does it seem to just float above the main body? The met, like the static energy that it's yeah. releasing, uh, it, it is it is leaking out from the plant matter as you cut it, and and sort of that that kind of static mist, but it, it's not congealing; it's dissipating into the air. I'll mention to the group: there's this strange static that seems to heal the plant, but also if you hit it hard enough, goes away. So I'm not smart enough to figure it out. So just just keep hitting it, and I end my turn. Faye, you're up. Do you think that its healing is coming from something other than the main body that we should be focusing on? The those pillars. That's what's healing it. That's okay. where it's getting its nutrition. Is that what I should focus on? Maybe not a bad idea. I'm gonna try and clock around and shoot a blast through them. Okay. Um. How far am I from the nearest of these pillars? You're halfway between this this ring of, and they're not pillars, they don't go all the way up to the ceiling, right? Okay. They only jut up about 10 feet. Um, okay. You've got the two nearest to you, which look kind of round and, and rotund and kind of turgid, um, mm-hmm. but you're about 15 feet from either of those. You're kind of in between that and the main mountain with the subway car and everything. Okay, so if I were to cast, something that had a 20-foot cube, could I encompass more than one of them? Or is not, that just going to hit one? Not not more than one. Okay. Probably not going to do that then. Feels like a waste. Okay. No, you know what? I am going to pick one of them and cast Erupting Earth on it to try and just, like, totally... Excusez-moi? Oh, I'm... Uh, is that not a spell I can do? Here. Is that not... <laughs> Can I not do that? I don't know what that, that is. That just sounds cool. It sounds oh. like you're going to fuck this. Is that not a real spell? Up. Oh, no, it I sounds I believe real. you. I mean, t- just like, tell me what it is. Maybe it's... Maybe it's- no, I always right. forget that druids have, like, wicked strong stuff. Yeah. I mean, all three of us just at the same time are like... Say what now? It, it's, uh, um, <laughs> it's... I choose a point I can see on the ground within range, and a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts from a 20-foot cube centered on that point. 
That's, that's, that's phenomenal. So I'm trying to like uproot the yeah. one of the <laughs> one of these so one of these big buds. Okay, Ye- okay. Like, yeah, like, one of the one of the healing things. Uh, yeah. You're going for the one. If you turn around facing the way that you've approached, are you going for the one on your right or the one on your left? The one on my right, I guess. On your right, okay. So you cast it. Uh, choose a point in the ground. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. It automatically fails. Um, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, okay, cool. So I ca- then it takes three d twelve bludgeoning damage. Let's see it. Okay, okay. Um, wow, the d twelves are not ones that I get to use very much. Look at how look at how cute. Ooh, okay. Very nice. Twenty points of bludgeoning damage. Wow. And just to confirm, this was the one on the right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you turn and, and and quick fire still still holding that pot under one arm. You extend a hand, and the the ground there beneath the bud churns and then just erupts. And you see this entire bud go shooting up into the air, and it spins. And as as the chunks of dirt and stone and and earth and and water are, are raining back down around all of you, this bud just lands with a, a sort of wet thunk. And the pressure that it lands on its side with is enough to like push the top open and outspill bodies. You see humanoid bodies spilling out from the, the top of this bud, and they seem they seem covered in this this goo, this sort of purplish green oozing sort of goo. And and as you sort of process that, and Kane, you see this as you're slashing at the plant, one of the bodies shifts and and turns to one side and starts coughing. <gasps> and that's like fi- that's that's big gasping like that. And that's phase oh, turn. Plan. Holy shit! Uh, there goes that is good. That's good information. I was gonna line up multiple of these and just right down a line of them. That would have been my recommendation next. But was that that's... all of my movement? Did you move? I don't. I don't think, I I don't think you moved. For no. It. I'm gonna. <sighs> If I run towards them, is that putting me further away from the other one of those things? It's putting you further away from Kane in the center, yeah. Faye's gonna grit her teeth and just start toward closer to Kane and the other bulbs. Okay. Instead. Okay. okay. You see another bulb in, in front of you to the left on this side, but around it you see you see others. Um, okay. There, there I'm were headed six. toward putting it into yeah. context, there were six of them total that still seemed round and turgid. The other okay. six seemed thin and dried. Okay, I guess I'm going for the ones that aren't dried up. Okay. As you as you turn and, and start to run, you hear No, no, no! Not okay! Get back in there! And uh, once again, all the vines in this space rise up. Faye, as you're running, you, you feel the vines starting to trip you. I need everybody to make... A strength saving throw. Was that okay? I'm sorry. No, that <laughs> was a great move. A strength saving throw? Oh, I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I'm gonna fail this. 11. Here's another one of my turns. Uh, that's a natty one for a zero, baby! Eight, eight. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, strength? Yeah, that's a zero. Okay. Aww. 25. Hey. Okay, so... Once again, uh, Kane, as you are slashing away, you see these vines rise up, and you just do a, a sweeping cut all around you as the vines split and fall to the ground. 
um, and, and you are able to keep on target. Uh, Faye, as you are running, the vines rush up around you and you trip and you fall headfirst into the vines and you feel your arms and, and the pot at your side bound up close around your body once again. You are restrained. Morris, even as you are floating in the air 15 feet from the bulb, you see a mass of these vines twisting in the side of this, this plant mountain jut out and sort of reach up and just scoop you up and hold you there. Uh, and you, you feel like you are you're sort of you are also restrained in the air as you're hanging there. All of the humans who are covered in slime, who've just been sent out from this bud, disappear in a mass of these vines as it just sweeps over them. And you hear coughing, and then it's it's sort of cut out with a sort of choking sound as those those bodies disappear from view. Uh, you then hear doors open on the left. That drifted as the plant once again reaches out with its vines to snap at you all. Uh, that is going to be... Actually, let me see if the plant recognized what prevented the poison spray. No. Plant has no clue how you did that trick. <laughs> um, so the tendril is just going to reach out. Uh, both are going to aim at Kane because you're doing a, a bunch of damage to it. That is a 23 to hit. That'll hit. It swipes at you for five points of piercing damage, and then the second one comes in. Uh, that is a seven to hit. That will not hit. Okay, that misses. Uh, Morris, you are reeled in 20 feet towards the plant, and that puts you within chomp-chomp range. You you see as it pulls you in towards its head, as it's as reeling, it, it's sort of muttering, Good, good. You're all accounted for, and oh, hello to you. <laughs> oh, as it's putting you into its mouth, it's going to bite down on you. 21. Actually, it's just got hits. advantage. No, not in at 20. Okay, just hits. Okay. It's 22 points of piercing damage as it chomps down on your armor, and you feel it crunch and, and sort of crick, and you, you feel some pierces from where these teeth get through the armor around your chest, uh, and you feel it pierce your body, and it, it sort of chomps on you, and you feel this sort of odd, humid, sort of static air around your face, uh, and then the mouth opens up again, and it, it kind of looks at you. Canned food! <laughs> <laughs> Bullstrike, you're up. Oh, my God. Uh, the plant monster is just met with this expressionless helmet in front of it. And then those yellow eyes flare bright white. And you just hear, bad call. And I shoot a lightning bolt out of my chest through all the vines straight through the thing's skull. Okay, does you being restrained impact that at all? It's not an attack roll, it's a save. Okay, true, true. And he pulled me right in on him. I'm just going to shoot it straight through the vines on my chest and straight through his skull. Yeah, gosh. Uh, I mean, that's that's an 11. That's not going to that's not gonna dodge. That's, that's not going to pass. Let's see if I can roll better. It's going to be 24 points of lightning damage to everything in a straight line. So vines around me his head, and anything else that would be in line with how he pulled me in. Because it's a 100-foot range. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't get down into the subway car. It just sort of shoots through, 
and uh, Kane, you can see up above this this bolt of energy just reach out and slam into the side of the cave near the, the ceiling across from the bolt strike. Uh, Faye, where you are covered in these vines, you just hear it. This enormous rattling sound that seems to shake the very earth itself as bolt strike, those vines just are gone. They're, they're just eviscerated and, and torn out of the way. And you see now another... Um, uh, I mean, its mouth was open, right? You see just yeah. the, the inside is just burned and singed. And uh, it, it just kind of mutters, like, sort of puff of smoke. Well, shit. <laughs> uh, and the strike's going to rocket, uh, like, kind of out and away, 35 feet, just to, like, start to rotate back around to work towards some of those uh, more full uh, bud things. You can say turgid. Like, it's okay. The, the, the turgid vines mm-hmm. as I'm going to clock out and away but sort of reaching that perimeter and then skirting around so that way I'm not right up on the central thing anymore. Sounds good. Yeah, you, you get right out of there, you back up and you're now hovering over uh, a mass that you assume might be Faye down below. You can kind of see one of her arms sticking out um, and a few more of these these pods, these buds. Kane? I'm going to see the just bolt of energy that shot out from above me realizing I need to get as close and personal to the face as I can as well does there seem to be a way I could access the doors of the train from where I am well they've opened on the left so yeah the uh, the, the back door uh, is, is open and, and near the ground about 15 feet from you Alright, I will spend my two attacks on the plant mass I have in front of me and go towards the doors. Okay. You slash out at the vines, which, uh, again, you notice sort of healed up a little bit at the start of its turn using the static. How do you swing? At this point, I'm aiming low, trying to get to the base. Uh, My ultimate goal is to try to either release the cart so that the main body kind of dilapidates underneath the train cart or, you know, hurt the structural integrity as much as to kind of get the whole body to shift as well. Mm, Okay. Both of those are going to hit. It's going to be a 23 and a 20. Yeah, both of those hit. It's going to be 51 points of magical damage with both of those attacks hitting and four points of lightning as both those great weapon masters just cleave and if any of you have ever been around kind of a tree falling in the forest with you around to hear it or done any <laughs> axe cutting, you know there's a difference between snapping a small twig and just crunching away at like the base of a tree trunk. You just hear that deep crack as I shift through these vines. You do, Kane. You've, you've dealt so much damage. Like it's healing a little bit each time, each round, but you just are dealing damage upon damage upon damage, and your precision is so precise. You're, you're leaving these deep, gouging cuts, and then you're angling the next one up. It's it's like felling a tree, and now you see this whole structure is sort of swaying, and you hear up above, oh, 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 as the, the bulb is now kind of looking around wildly, trying to keep an eye on, on all of you. Splice. Great discovery. Get as many of those people out as you can, as quickly as you can. Bolt, keep doing what you're good to do. 
I'm gonna try to get up to the flower bud and end it once and for all. Copy. Good call. Faye, you say that. You hear that. You are covered in vines. You, you are surrounded. Your, your arms are pressed to your side. This pot, how is this pot still intact? You, you've been pushed down into the ground. You feel their thorns pushing into your face. You, you open your eyes and you see one of these, these purple buds just staring at you. The, the poison ones? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it purses its lips. Hello. Let me go? Make a nature check. <laughs> I am proficient in nature as a druid, believe it or not. Oh, wait. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm not proficient in nature. I just went to check all confident that I would see that. Nope. You can tell this one's an aspen because of the way that it is. You guys. Um, it's a one on the okay. dice. Okay. Plus zero. It gets tighter. <laughs> okay. Yep. You are more restrained now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes that makes sense with a one nature check. Okay. Um, so Faye is starting to panic. She's feeling like claustrophobic. The vines are practically crushing her. The stupid pot is like all, you know, up against her. And she, through this like spike of panic, starts to think about this image of like competence and strength. And it is the thing that comes to mind is the city guardian that was with Fall Blossom when she was cornered by the Behir. She's tried this spell before and it's never worked. And this time she really needs it to work. So it's hard to see with all the vines around her, but the piercings and the metal she has, she also has metal bracers under her jacket. If I wrote, if she had ever not yeah. worn her jacket, yeah, yeah. you might've known that. You're covered um, in metal. I sure am. And it begins to glow like it's being heated and it becomes like molten liquid and sl- sort of like melts over her body and begins to encompass it and it's definitely more material than is just explained by like the amount of metal that she had yeah but it's magic so it starts to completely cover her from head to toe and in her place is this terrifying construct known as a city guardian amazing like a medieval suit of armor but like with an edge literally like the edges of it look sharp it's a cool drawing from the modern handbook but um, I. This is the wild shape ability for city. Yeah, so no, that's the city druid, and that's and that's perfect, Faye. Like this, this plant bud just appeared to you, and you know, nature, nature's not your strength. Like you, you know a lot about plants. You know a lot about a, a, the way these things work as as creatures, and you you care for them and you love them in that way. But that that intimate connection that all these other druids talk about of, of being one with nature it hasn't quite clicked for you and and in that moment as you're as you're processing that feeling these vines growing tighter and tighter this understanding these people need you and you can't help them if you're stuck here surrounded by these damn plants and you feel this metal surrounding by your body the the, the piercings all glow and flash and and bolt strike and cane it's like it, it's like you, you see like it's the beauty and beast kind of transformation there's like beams of light coming out from the mass of this this sort of vine uh in which Faye is restrained 
and then you you just see the the, the plant material just sort of bulge outward. Okay. What yes. do you do? I tear my way out of the vines. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, why don't you make? Why don't you use your fist to tear your way out? Yeah, I make sure an attack will. roll. Okay, we'll do. Um, so I get two melee attacks with my fists. Okay, what do I add to this? Your to hit? two hit. I think it's going to be plus four plus your proficiency. That is an 18 to hit. Faye, you tear your way out of the vines. Roll for damage, just to, just to follow up and see how much you do. Okay, that is that is 2d8 plus four. Okay. Per punch. That is nine points of damage. Yeah, Faye, you... you reach out and you rip these vines apart as you you pull your way out and you feel on this metal faceplate that is your body that that is you now you feel the cool air of the cavern once again and Kane from your slashing and and Morris from where you are you look down and the two of you see standing there amidst the vines Faye Bennett city guardian stand there, feet carefully placed amidst the plants as you look out into this vast cavern lit by this eerie purple light from the mushrooms placed periodically, seeing these bulbous, seeing these bulbous growths. Laugh it out, Max. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bulbous, say, say bulbous growths. Say it. <laughs> bulbous growths. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's bulbous growth. Yeah, you're good at that. Bulbous growth. <laughs> oh no, I'm the asshole. It's all about rolling dice, baby. <laughs> <laughs>